Here's what's making business headlines today. I'm Bryce, joined by Ren. It's Monday, the 28th of November. Ren, where are we heading today? Well, Bryce, we're starting in China, heading to Canada, and then finishing in Venezuela. Well, let's start in China, where protesters have continued to clash with police over the weekend as they express their anger over the government's harsh COVID restrictions. Protests have broken out in the capital, Beijing, Shanghai, Wuhan, and many other smaller cities and regions. What started as anti-lockdown protests have quickly escalated into anti-government protests. Videos shared on social media have captured protesters shouting anti-Xi and anti-communist party slogans. We've shared a collection of these videos on our Instagram page at The Dive Business News. Always get that plug in. Western media has called this quote China's freedom cry and the biggest protest since Tiananmen. Unfortunately, much like Tiananmen, Chinese Communist Party leaders will not tolerate these protests, especially just weeks after Xi has been elected to a precedent-breaking third term. One thing to note, unlike Tiananmen Square in 1989, where protests were isolated to Beijing, these anti-lockdown protests are spread all across the country. The question becomes, will China ease COVID zero policies? The National Health Commission did indicate they would with a 20-point plan on 11th of November, but then case numbers rose and that easing never happened. On Wednesday, China reached an all-time high in reported COVID cases with nearly 30,000. By Sunday, the case number was 40,000. So rising quickly and at all-time highs for China. China watchers don't think China's health system could cope if the country was to abandon COVID zero and case numbers were to rise rapidly. So Bryce, this is going to be one to watch. Absolutely. It doesn't feel like the policy is working at the moment. Let's move to our next story. Canada has announced a new Indo-Pacific strategy to counter China's influence in the region. Who would have thought that Canada would become the biggest thorn in China's side? But from jailing the CFO of Huawei to forcing Chinese companies to divest from a group of Canadian mining companies to this new plan... Canada are becoming the thorn in China's side. And they're also becoming quite good at saying the quiet part out loud. Obama's Asia-Pacific pivot in 2012 was to counter Chinese influence, as is Australia's recent re-engagement strategy in the Pacific. We just don't explicitly say why. But Canada has taken the opposite approach and has said this 1.7 billion US dollar plan will expand Canada's military presence in the region to counter, quote, disruptive Chinese influence. The plan will also diversify trade between Canada and the Indo-Pacific region. Canada will also tighten up its rules around foreign investment in the country to try and stop China buying up its resources, mainly minerals, from Canadian mining companies. This comes after a number of testy exchanges between Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Chinese President Xi Jinping, including an exchange at the G20 where Xi accused Trudeau of leaking details of their private meeting to the press. Canada has been surprisingly blunt about China, saying the world needed to be, quote, clear-eyed about China's objectives. The government documented document accompanying this announcement went on to say, quote, China is looking to shape the international order into a more permissive environment for interests and values that increasingly depart from our own. All right, Ren, to our final story where the US has eased sanctions in Venezuela. It comes after the Maduro government and the opposition signed a broad social accord to provide aid to the Venezuelan people. But Bryce, this isn't why the US eased sanctions. Let's call a spade a spade here. It was to allow the US oil company Chevron to restart their oil operations in Venezuela. Venezuela has the world's largest oil reserves, but US-led sanctions have basically cut them out of the global oil market. And since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the pressure has been on to resolve the Venezuelan crisis and ease sanctions. 
And now this social accord has given Western governments the license they need to review and ease sanctions. The limited license issued by the Biden administration says that any oil pumped by Chevron can only be exported to the United States and any profits made cannot go to the Venezuelan state-owned oil company, but rather must be used to pay off Venezuelan creditors in the United States. So we'll ease sanctions on you, but all of the oil has to come to us and all the money made pumping the oil has to come to us. Yes, but <laughs> Ren, that's it for our three headlines for today. As always, we'll close out with a stat of the day. What have you got? One in seven, Bryce, one in seven is how many Black Friday deals are genuine deals. Now, this is according to the UK consumer group, which, but basically, Black Friday discounts aren't all they're cracked up to be. And so we dig into that number and unpack what is going on with these Black Friday deals in today's episode of The Dive, accompanying this headlines episode. Sounds great, Ren. As always, have a great day. We'll catch up on Wednesday. Wednesday.